Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here again. We got on sideline sports. We got Dave DeRocher, John Shear, Jake Malik. We're going to discuss John Morant and his gun, the NFL scouting combine, what surprises were there, and of course, the franchise tags, which came out from the NFL today, and some some uh, contracts going on. Free agency. It's my favorite time of year, man. I love it. You 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 know I I. I can't get enough of this. This is this is the best time of the year for football. This is great. So, so let's start out with with John Morant. John Morant. Do we have to? We have to. I mean, we can't. Do, do we have to talk about him? We have to start with this. This, this guy is the young cat that's going to be the face oh. of the NBA. Hold on, hold on, time out. You, that is Dave's word. Dave calls everybody a cat. That's not your thing. Don't you dare steal that from him. And number Dave, two, that's, a, that's the highest form of flattery. And and know. number two, JB, I'm disappointed you didn't mention it yet. Dave, it is Tuesday. I got to know what kind of tacos you're eating, man. Yeah, well, I already, well, already, already put one down. Uh, potato tacos today. Have you ever had a potato taco? I have not. I can't say uh, I have. Man, you used to guys I, don't know. Man, I eat you, good yeah. tacos. Potato tacos. All right, so what's in it? Is it a regular taco with a potato um, shell? Jake, Jake, this is this might surprise you. Uh, potato. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Potato. I would have never guessed. A it's, it's like a mashed potato with a little bit of cheese and a little bit of lettuce and a, and a corn tortilla. Oh, All man. right, that's what I was curious about. Oh, was, it a, was it a potato sounds, tortilla sounds or was it potato on the inside? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like Dave, I might have to try it. All right, JB, now we can go back to John Moran. I just we All can't right. gloss over these delicious looking tacos. So let, let's know. start let's start with the facts of what we know. John right. Morant in a club in Denver was waving a gun, supposedly, according to the video. And the Colorado State Police are now investigating it. Um, you know, there's a couple of issues. If he flew with the gun on a chartered flight from the That's, NBA. Yep. It's against the CBA. That's pretty illegal. Uh, if the gun is legal or not legal, we don't know. So we, we can only speculate on that. But yeah. the point is, you know, he ended up with a, a gun in Colorado. He His home is in Memphis. I'm not sure how you do that, considering he had to be on a plane. Was it his gun? I don't know. But what is this guy doing at 20-something years old, one of the best players in the league, waving a gun at a, at a club? Dave, and it wasn't. It player. wasn't just. No, it wasn't just that. He was on his Instagram live as well, holding it like by right. his head. It was. Right. It was multiple things. Yeah, I want to make mention. He did this on social media where a lot of other people that wouldn't have seen it live at the club like that. He did it on social media for everybody to see, which mind blowing. Right. Guys, this is this is nothing new. This goes back to the to the eighties. I would say half the half the cats in the locker room had had a gun in their briefcase. I I, I, I never understood why, uh, other than they they could you know. But um, you know, professional athletes carrying carrying handguns. It, it just so happens now. Do you need to whip it out in a in a nightclub when you know there's a million cameras nowadays? You know, back when we played, you know, phones were attached to the wall. We didn't have them in our pockets, so. You know, they, there wasn't no one taking pictures of the foolishness that we did. But it's not to say that this is an unusual thing for professional athletes that have hundred thousand dollar chains that have, you know, ten grand in their pocket at any given time would, you know, carry something like that. All the other other things are, 
are just things that I think happen more often than we realize. Okay. And we so, can't exactly say, well, it's for safety. I mean, <laughs> what no. does safety have to do with anything when you're waving it around in a, a club? Yeah. Don't forget, don't forget that right before this happened, that players held held a, a player only meeting on the team right before this, led by Stephen Adams. And right after the meeting, what does John Morant do? Oh, he leaves the meeting. The meeting was focused on not doing stupid things off of the court. And then John Morant goes and does something stupid off of the court. So I just don't understand how you go from a a meeting about not doing dumb things and he does something. So I want to dissect this a couple of different ways, though. I mean, we're fortunate. We work with Dave. Dave's a former player, so. You know, from the perspective, Dave, when you were playing and you used to go out, I mean, did you feel you needed to have a gun to protect yourself? And do you think that's part of the the logic behind it? <laughs> that's, that's the gun I had, and, and this is small. I used to have twenty two inch arms, so I was I, I felt pretty confident in myself to protect myself. Hold on, Dave. I think your <laughs> muscles might be as big as my head, and that's saying a lot because I am notorious for having a large head. So yeah. not only do I have a large head, which I'm now admitting. You have very large muscles, and that yes. makes my head feel somehow bigger and smaller all at once. <laughs> so, you know, to, to your point, JB, I, I, as I mentioned, I, I for the life of me, you know, didn't I didn't you know realize them. Like I said, I look around the locker room, and guys are you know putting pistols in their locker, and they, I mean, they're brief, they carry briefcases. You know, they're going to work, um, uh, and and I can assure you, you know, going out to the club and having them in the car was, you know. A, like I said, greater number than what we would anticipate uh, was doing that, and that's back in the '80s. And so I, I just know that that's something that I think is is still uh, prevalent, and it's almost like a status, like it's the thing that we can do this. Um, I, I, I don't, I can't really attest to to you know the reasons why. I mean, if he's saying that he, you know he had it for protection, he's a smaller mm-hmm. guy. I, I could buy that. Yeah, if you're a Giant fan, you'll remember we had a receiver, Plaxico Burris. JB, I was thinking about him before. Yes. The moment we were talking about athletes and guns, he Uh, was the very first person. Because all I remember was Plaxico Burris shot himself, and I will, I will never forget that. And I will, I will say this, and then I'll stop talking. He did catch the game winning. Had had he not, hold on, but had he not shot himself, I believe the Giants would have had a chance at making another run that year or the year after possibly, but he screwed a lot of things up to him. Uh, he did catch the game winning touchdown to make sure the Patriots don't go undefeated. No, so I, I just never saying take that away from it changed him. the future potentially. And it was, and, you know, it's a testament did, why you have to be careful. And he did have it supposedly for protection granted which, illegally, which is why he ended up, which, you know, being yeah. incarcerated, which, you know, it's a shame because I'm sure being a professional athlete, you could get a gun, Legally, mm-hmm. uh, especially a handgun for protection, because there are, there are right. different laws that with gun ownership, and that that would probably be a reason to have one. But my next question would be, and John, I'll ask you, why you know you have all these people that that are hangers on when you look at these professional athletes, their 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 crew, if you want to call them, the, of who's around them. Right. Why would you be the guy holding the gun when you have five, six, seven to ten people around you that are just around you because who you are? Uh, I uh, I definitely think that, and and we talked about this last night on the sports arena. <clears throat> it's almost like he's trying to be something that he's not. He sh- it feels like, like we talked about last night. He was raised in a two parent household. Yep. Seemed like it was a really good upbringing. Like it wasn't anything where he was like, you know, raised on the streets. And, he, and, he wasn't and he raised really in a bad have neighborhood. Money and, and, yeah. and anything like that. So and, it's like, and hold on, to be fair, and, that now doesn't mean he didn't no, have no, bad influences, but no, I agree I'm with what you're saying completely. Like, on the saying, outside looking in, it looks him healthy, and his dad are, horrible, Him and his dad are super close. They, yeah. work, they yeah. work out together. They go back to uh, where his dad lives, and, and they, you know, they do all kinds of programs, workouts, yeah. all that stuff. You know he what I mean? So like, like a role model. He, he's, he's around he's his awesome. parents a lot. Like, yeah. you... He doesn't seem like the type of guy that you would be like, yeah, I expect him to be out at the club, like waving his gun around and, and all that stuff. Like that doesn't, job doesn't, you know, 
he doesn't seem like that type of guy. This doesn't seem like who he is. It seems like he's trying to be somebody he's not. Um, and it also seems like the him and the Grizzlies, for whatever reason, are trying to be villains. And uh, for it, it seems like they'll they'll stop at nothing to be the villains of the NBA. Well, they're doing a good job. At That's that what right it now. seems like from just from an outsider's because. So you're watching sideline sports with Jake Malik, John Shear, Dave DeRochere, and JB Ellis talking about the John Moran gun in the Colorado club situation. Well, so, can can I add can I add something? Like no. let's not <laughs> You're not you're not yeah. Nope, John, you're not allowed. That, nope, can't do it. That allegedly over over the summer, I believe it was last year, allegedly he hit a seventeen year old and waved a gun at him when they were doing a pickup mm-hmm. game. Yep. So like Patterns are starting. Yeah, to I, I was going to say there not, could it's be one thing after another, and it's a concern. I, I don't want to see him end up like Gilbert Arenas. I don't want to see him end up like Josh Gordon, where he's a player yeah, that bad things troubled. happen. Yeah. He's troubled and falls through the cracks. And no, I, I hope that I so, hope that somebody stops him I, because I don't want to see John Morant do something stupid that could ruin his. So my life. question on this though is, who's to blame in a situation like this? There's an agent, there's a player, there's people that I'm sure are surrounding him. There's well, the team. One person. Yeah. Was, one uh, person. I think, I think Dave and I go are going to say Dave. the same thing, but go to The guy waving the gun. Yeah. There's nobody who's got control. You can't put it on anybody else. Yeah. You can't put it on parents. You can't put it on situations. He made a decision. I agree. And that's a, and, and, and they just have to live by it. You know, there's, you know there's, a, there's a bunch of former NFL players sitting in jail. Yeah. Absolutely. Make, make the same poor decision, you know. No, or getting I, I, involved with, you know, selling drugs because their two million dollars wasn't enough, so they need to sell a bunch of cocaine. They needed just more. Yeah. So, Dave, let me ask you this: when you were, when you were coming up in the NFL, when you were about to go in the NFL, like, what kind of program did they have to kind of tell you about the dangers of being off of, the field, of, all the temptations, of, of all the money, and the, yeah, I yeah, know like, was there anything where they sat? all you guys down and they're like, Hey, this is what you're going to run into in your career. How did that work? It, 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 what it was, it, it was, it was a form letter that was like printed off on one of those blue things, you know, and you smell the paper, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was that it was, uh, you know, there was, there was no program guys. It was in place you today, go. you know, it, it's from all the lessons over there. It, remember, um, you know, 88 and 89 was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, and there's certainly been a lot of mistakes made by players, and there's been a lot of improvement by the league and the players' association to to help the guys make better decisions. But obviously, you know, we're, we're, they're they're all just young men with a lot of money, and they're still making poor decisions. So yeah. uh, it's one one guy's fault for for what happened. Um, you know, and it, and it boils down to though, JB, your question is like, okay, who, you know, who is it around him? Well, that's the other choices he's making. He's, yep. he's surrounding himself by, by people that would, that would support that, or, that. Or, or, you yeah. know, or be in that situation with him rather than going, you know, brother, you know, come on, man, let's get, let's get out of here. Yeah. That's, why, that's a great point. That's why I agree with what Dave was saying is, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's an, it's an old argument people have made, but you know, do people kill people or do guns kill people? Right. The end of the day, People kill people, unfortunately, right? And that's the same in this situation. Is it the people around him or the guy that's holding the gun? Well, yeah, you can make the argument that the people around him should try and stop him, and I don't disagree. If one of you three did something stupid, of course I'd try and stop you. But at the end of the day, if you make the decision, I can't stop that, and this is the same situation. I And so, I, Dave, I agree completely. Yeah. You know, he, and, and I love the point that you made. I wasn't thinking it, but I agree also is that, yeah, he's surrounding himself with whoever, and obviously they're not doing anything or not doing enough to potentially stop this. And at the end or, of the day, or encouraging it, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the problem. And then lastly to John, a point you made before is, you know, this is not the first time it's happened. I, I I'm sure we all agree on this rule, but it's a standard rule. One time I can believe it's a mistake. You, you did something stupid. I get it. But once you do it more than once, once it happens twice, three times, four times, a pattern emerges and I start to say, well, I don't really believe that this was a mistake. I hope Ja can fix this. I hope he can move past this. But I worry about him because I think he's a phenomenal athlete. But this is, you know, this doesn't bode well. This is not a good sign. By and, and, I forget which of you guys are making a point of, you know, the Grizzlies, you know, making a statement wanting to be the, the you know, the like the, the Pistons of old and, you know, yeah. bad boy image or the Raiders of old. And, 
you know, we, we, we folks heard, all heard the story of, of the Raiders. Rather than telling Matuzak not to go out drinking before the game, uh, they actually had a representative of the Raiders follow him around because what he would do is he'd go from bar to bar and trash right. bars. That's how he got jacked up for the game, and, and they would just Gosh. pay his bill and pay for the damage wow. and, then, and then get him to the game. So, you know, that we, we've come a long way um, from things like that, and I can assure you, you know, when you own a billion-dollar asset, you don't want it tarnished. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some pretty strong actions. But like John was saying, you know, and I wasn't aware that this has already happened once. You know, if a, if a guy has flashed a gun in public once, I think that's all you need to know. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and, and why then is everybody so surprised he's done it a second time? Um, they need to take they need to take steeper measures. Agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because clearly, whatever they yeah. did the first time didn't work. Yeah. And Plaxico made a great statement on the Carton show the other day. Uh, he said, if you can't learn anything, learn from me. Make better decisions because you really don't want to have for him to have that label being that he's that he's so young. He has the opportunity to be the face of the NBA. He's that great of a player. Yeah. I mean, this is coming from someone that's actually lived this and made that mistake. Made that, that's, that bad choice, you know? yeah. And it's a shame to see that, you know, Ja – is in this mindset where he thinks he needs to go out and do these things, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's protection, he just wants to feel like he's maybe a big man. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it's a cry for help. Like, I don't know. You know, nobody knows because we're not talking to him right now, but whatever the reason be, you know, when Plaxico is telling you, because Plaxico's lived this and he had he's his career cut short, that. cost himself how much money, you know, he was a great receiver. If you remember before this, you know, as Jake alluded yeah. to earlier, the Giants would have had a much, much different year had that not happened. He was so, really good on the Steelers as well. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I'm curious to see where this turns, what the NBA does, because, you know, the NBA talks about all this, you know, they're so involved with, the, um, you know, all this social outreach and yeah. everything. This is making a big the, issue. You know, the league better. I, yeah. I've you I've know. heard a lot of fifty games float. Uh, I've heard that floated around quite a bit lately. So that seems to be con- the consensus is fifty games. But who knows where uh, what the NBA is going to do? Obviously, the per- the the conduct policy is going to come into effect. So I mean, he's not just going to get off scot free as we've seen. He's already been suspended, what two games by the team, and he's I believe and, out indefinitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're going to probably wait until all this is resolved before they actually until they until they're confident that, hey, he's passed this. You know, it's kind of like the Deshaun Watson stuff where they were like, look, you are suspended until we can say we know this is being worked on. Things are improving. And I really hope that's what they do. And I I will say if that's what the Grizzlies or the league or himself or, you know, a combination of them decide to do i would respect that and i would appreciate yeah. that i think just as a fan it's, because it's bigger than it's the right way to do it take it one yeah. step further he had the gun out in public say yeah. the wrong person saw that and they had a gun and they yeah. fear for their safety and they what if a cop sees that you know yeah. you know god forbid a, a police officer sees that and says okay this is a guy that's armed and dangerous he tells him to put the gun down god forbid he doesn't yeah you don't want to john Morant is or not you know, even that he's got and much bigger issues than this right, legal you know, ramifications. He, he could be costing right. himself his life unintentionally, of course, but and, and it's to, unfortunate. Listening to Burris's second statement is even, even more impactful. You want to see him mature as a person as his game is getting better. And I think that all comes with time and being around the right people, which is what we alluded to earlier. You mm-hmm. know, what I said, is it the people that are around him or, or, you know, his decisions and, you know, we all kind of agree it's his decision, but of course, you know, but you know, it's just scary to see because if you you're around people who encourage that, it's not going and, to make your decisions any easier. And better. I'll add uh, some a reference, basically, kind of pertaining to something like this. Remember, Michael Vick was around a lot of people that were bad yeah. influences. You know, as you guys were talking, but, John, that's it. I kept thinking that uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, whether or not he was involved in the in the dog thing, it doesn't matter. It was his place and his people, and yep. and he owned uh, up to it. Yep, and. And, and, and destroyed a, a career. Yeah, I've been, and then he started to uh, surround himself with better people, people that were not going to um, encourage him to throw his life away like that. And uh, he got a second chance, and he was very grateful. 
and he, he wanted to make amends and I respect yeah. that. And I respect that he was trying to get away from those type of people. Um, it, so we, we've seen in, instances where people can turn it around and I hope it happens Absolutely. for Ja. I um, hope so too. Yeah. I mean, so, he, he's, he's just a phenomenal player and he seems like an all around, very good person. Seems like a know, good minus, person. And minus these two incidents. That's of what's course, most yeah. important is that's, the person, yeah. so, but, not yeah. necessarily the, que- the player. The question is though it happened twice this is yep. two times it was seen yep you're gonna most times in life when you see something it's happened many times before it's seen and that's what scares me Agreed. Right? Yeah. there's a rule in my head you know if someone's taking five dollars out of the cookie jar and they finally got caught how many times did they how many times five dollars out of the cookie jar how many times happened? before they were caught exactly you know and that it's just uh, scares me is he is he a kid is he a kid that came from uh, a university or did he come out early uh, he oh, went he to Murray from, State. Yeah, he came from university as well. Yeah. 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 So it's that's I, I think that's also what makes it unfortunate is, you know, all the circumstances that could have gone right for him in his life as as you know, looking on the outside in, really have, as John alluded to and we were talking about good home life. He grew up, you know, there's no problems, no issues that we know of. He got to go to a good college. It, it's one of those things that, you know, for me, and, I, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, and, I'm, and I know we want to move on in a sec, is it's one of those things that there's no other signs that I can point to to say, oh, well, that's what it might be, and that's what it might be. So it makes me think maybe there's more to the story. Maybe there's something going on in his life that we don't know about. And I just hope, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know, it, it, it solves itself or, or, or they can fix it because, you know, it's sad to see. There's no so- other way to put it. So I will add one other thing, I guess, as well myself to this. Um, if none of the people around of his parents, if the organization, if none of them can uh, can help fix this, pat- what seems to be a pattern with him, something that can fix it is uh, if sponsors start dropping dropping out. If, yeah. if if your sponsors start dropping out for shoe deals and all all kinds of stuff like that. You're gonna learn real quick, and that that's whenever that's whenever your ears really open up. And you're like, oh man, like, oh <laughs> Nike or whoever they're thinking about dropping me. That's when you're like, oh man, I, I maybe I should wise up. I mean, at least I would if nobody else could get through. If your big time money sponsor wants <laughs> yeah. to potentially drop you, unfortunately, that's that's I'm true. Just, I'm just saying. No, like, you're not wrong. Money, money talks. Money talks so is correct. We're going to come back in just a second. We're going to talk about the franchise tags that were announced today and some free agency moves. We'll be right back. So we're back. Sideline Sports, Dave DeRocher, John, uh, John Shear. I almost crossed your names. James Whoa, Alex, watch yourself. J.B. Ellis. I don't know. Somebody's parents were going to be happy. Somebody's going to be disappointed. We'll never my know. My parents were not going to be very happy about that parents. one. I, I like they like my last name. I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, <laughs> getting to get it, let's talk about some franchise tags that came out late this afternoon. Sure. Got Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Um, who else? We got Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar's is a special one though because Lamar. Case. Lamar didn't get a normal franchise tag. He got a non-exclusive franchise tag. Uh, Evan, no, Ingram, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Jags. Yep. But but Lamar's is the big one that I, I you know, Saquon Barkley, I was very excited about. And you asked me, JB, why am I wearing this Giants hat? That is part of the reason. Lamar Jackson is the big one, though, because to me, what this signifies is his time in, in Baltimore, his days are numbered. He, he I don't think he's coming back. I think... Within the next, you know, it's going to be a little while, but I don't think he can do anything until the 15th. Um, but I would say the coming days and weeks, I don't know that Lamar Jackson's going to be a Baltimore Raven too much longer, and I certainly don't think he will be next season. I uh, I don't know what uh, I don't know what their plan is. I'm a little confused, if I'm being honest with you guys. What about you, John? What's your thoughts on Lamar, the Lamar Jackson situation? Uh, yeah, the concerning thing, uh, I mean, if you're the Ravens, it kind of feels like you're going to be stuck with Lamar. And I don't mean that as, as in he's like a bad player. I just mean clearly both sides should move on. Um, the relationship has deteriorated to the point where 
I mean, Lamar clearly, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I feel like he could have played in the playoffs last year, but he made a business decision. I feel like if Lamar Jackson really wanted to play in that game against the Bengals, he would have been out there. But I feel like it was it was a, hey, you guys haven't taken care of me. I haven't gotten my guaranteed money. Why should I go out and play for you guys uh, in the playoffs and risk my health whenever I'm due for my contract? And what happens if I tear my ACL? I'm not getting that guaranteed money, which you refuse to give me. So I'm making a business decision. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like right. the writing on the wall. So it feels like this relationship has deteriorated to the point it's been over. where it's over. But the Ravens are running out of options because I, I, for one, thought that the Atlanta Falcons were a perfect fit for him. And sure enough, the Atlanta Falcons, it was reported today that the Atlanta Falcons yep. are out on him. So no, Falcons, Falcons, Panthers, are out. They're getting Derek Saints. Cards. Giants are out. They got Daniel Jones. Yep. The Jets are were flying to meet Aaron Rodgers to meet Aaron in Rogers. California yep. today. So it seems like that's going to be a, a that's in the deal works. at some point. Yeah. So it seems like the Ravens are out of options for where you can trade Lamar, where it makes sense, where a team's going to give up two first yeah, rounders uh, and pay 250 million guaranteed. Like, it seems like you're out of options because the ideal landing spots are no longer ideal. They're no longer there. Yeah. So where are you going to go with trading Lamar where it makes sense and where you're going to get what you want? I don't think there's anything left. So I think the Ravens and Lamar are stuck with each other and it's going to so be an ugly marriage. I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off there. Do you think that all these teams are out or do you think it's posturing? Because I think I'm they're, not, I think they're well, I think I'm they're not going to say, I'm not going to say I'm interested because once they say I'm interested, guess what? The it, price goes up. Yeah. But it, once so if, I'm going to play that close to my vest to keep that price. Down well, as much so as possible. here's, here's one thing I will say. The Saints are definitely out because they just got Derek yeah. Carr, which we'll talk about. That, that, that's and, and and the, yeah, the Giants, the Giants were never really in it. I don't think. No. I mean, I know what you mean, John, but they're definitely out. And these then the are Raider, ideal landing. Of course, you would have. You would have yeah, no. looked good in the, with the Giants. The pack, the Packers are probably not going to consider this at all because they've already got Jordan Love. They clearly want to move in that direction. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is out the door, so that. Move the Jets, which I thought was actually a very likely landing spot. Yep. And then the Raiders, I'm going to continue to say, I don't think they want anything to do with him. I think they want Jimmy G. I think Josh McDaniels yep. wants his old guy, the guy, guy he trusts, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of running out of options here. John, I agree. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of anywhere else, Jake. I mean, hey, could you imagine, though, him him at the Raiders with, with Devontae and uh, – I would John. love that. I, I think that would be I mean, great. I oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my know. gosh. You got – got the Raiders you, jersey decent, on. Let's go. Decent old line, you know. But yeah. I, that would be – He's got a good running back behind him, which also – Great running back. Yeah. That and, really uh, – Running game as well because that opens up Lamar's ability to yeah. run. You know what's a shame, though? When, when you scared. When you, when you hear these talks, like uh, this, this whole thing, you know, year over year, and it's the same, you know, the same thing, and you know, trying to sign and then trying to get money and trying to get, you know, I mean, how many years have we been listening to Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I was just thinking about it with the Packers. I'm so sick of it. It's like, bro, that that team, you know, yeah, you're good, but that team made you. Yeah. You know, I mean, that he would have been good anywhere, but. Of course, you know it is. I'm, you know, I'm but a that was just the ideal fit for her. Just... And then the team, you know, saying this or that, you know. And what's what's funny is that all of this. It was mentioned by one of you that you know this posturing. You can't believe anything any team says, and you can't believe anything any player says, because whatever we're getting is just purely posturing, or just you know because they know. They know what they're going to do, or they have yeah. a pretty good idea. No, and I don't uh, disagree with that. So but... it's it's really tough for for any of us to sit and and, and figure it out. It's fun to talk about, but you know, I just I just I just look at the talent and and kind of the Raiders think is you know he's he's a fun quarterback to watch. Um, yeah. and, and I just think he he would just be he would just look good in black and silver, man, and and be able just to be him and do his thing. Yeah, and, and some of these other teams I kind of look at like Commanders or Panthers. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I have an interesting idea. Hold on. So I'm sitting here trying to think of teams that need quarterbacks. You know, the Houston Texans comes to mind. No chance. Yeah. 
They're not, but they're not in a position. They're not going right? to, no. No, I know. No. So I'm saying, okay, I'm trying to think, like, who is in a position to win potentially now that needs a quarterback that I could see the it Colts. happening? JB, that's it. That's the absolutely. Colts. The call to the team where it they, would work. They are the team to me that makes the most sense because they take a little bit of, of everything from the other teams we mentioned. So, Dave, we're talking about the Raiders, right? We're talking about a great running back. Okay, you got that. You want a strong offensive line? They also, you know, the Colts also have a good offensive line. Yep. He's got some decent receivers out there. He's, He's going to have a strong defense in, in Indianapolis. That, to me, is probably the team that needs a quarterback and is in the position to get a guy like Lamar where it's win now, not like a team like Houston where it's, We'll win in three, four, five years when we're ready, as opposed to but, you know other teams. So that to me, I think the Colts are I probably still don't think the, the one Colts, that make the most sense. I don't I think still the, see the Colts turning it no, around and becoming a but, winner with them. But, but I, all the teams that make sense, I think that's I think that's a team that benefits from getting Lamar the most, and I do think Lamar has a chance to do well there. So uh, I have an idea. Yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like we should have an earpiece in our ear because sometimes behind the scenes we're really good. Yeah. What about the Bucks? J. Well, did you see what JT put in the comment? Of course, that's why. That's why okay. I, put it up. I wasn't good. sure if you were taking the credit because I want to give that's, JT his credit because that was course. a good idea. That was of a very course. good idea. JT think... runs the show behind the scenes. He gives us the great quotes from Plaxico. You know, he's got okay. the Bucks idea. Uh, Look, he deserves his credit. The producer. I, I like the Bucks as well, though. I, I would agree with that. How come the Dolphins doesn't come up? Don't, don't even start me on that. I mean, <laughs> I don't want I don't want Lamar. Don't start me on that. We already got two. No, uh, you know what? You're really on, John, treating time one out. guy time for out. another guy. They're both often Hold injured. So. Hold on. So what, what I'm hearing from John is he doesn't want Lamar because he'd rather have Concussion Boy on his team, and that's totally fine. But Both you just, guys I, I just want you to admit you rather. Time no, I just want. And you there's to, no point in trading for one injured guy to another. I just, guy. I just want to hear you say that I would rather have Concussion Boy than than you know Lamar Jackson. That's all. I just want to hear it. Look, so, Lamar's won an MVP. That's all I want to hear. Tua proved he can throw the football. That's, Lamar Jackson's never proved to me that he can throw a football. I completely disagree, but so he's really hard to throw it very far, John. He's got to throw it ten yards. He's got the but he's never guy, proved to the me two fastest that. guys in the league, man. He just all he's got to do is be a threat, suck the backers up, dump it over their heads. Yeah, and, really, and let he's them go. Never has been The backers can't fly out of there when you got Lamar Jackson. They've got to stay close to the line of scrimmage, man. And it's just little just digs and and, and, and uh, stuff over the middle and then let those guys run their 4-1, 4 40s and, you know, try and catch me, man. Try and get know, them, yeah. You know, the thing is, is that I think having that threat in the backfield, which I don't see uh, Miami having, uh, it, you know, it, it lets the, it lets the uh, defense go back and, and cover those guys a little bit more. Yeah. So real quick, Jake, all six were not exclusive franchise tags, so anybody can make offers and the teams will have the option to – What are you talking uh, about? Barkley, Pollard. They were? Um, I thought they were, yeah. I thought the ones were – No, yeah, all, all, right. all six franchise tags that were given out are not exclusive. Okay. All right. I didn't realize so, that. But... So here's the question for you on this yeah. one. If you're the Buffalo Bills – the one thing that you're missing from having Take a one. team Mm-mm. is a running back. And you have Take one. You can get Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. There's another running back you haven't mentioned. Or somebody Pollard. who's or Pollard. There's somebody or, else on the trade say, block. He's gonna say Derrick Henry. And and look, and I'm just saying for the sake of explore your options because yeah. those non-exclusives are gonna be expensive when you know when you're giving those other teams those first rounders. That's not a cheap you know handoff to them. So that's why I say. Derrick Henry, not because I'm saying he's better or he's the right option, but it's certainly somebody else to consider. But to your point, but to your point, JB, if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I don't know what I'm waiting for because what is the one thing you and I have been saying for for what two years now? They need a running back because that is the only thing that they miss. Before we had Dable and we actually won games, (laughs) I said if I was Buffalo, I would have thrown two first round picks because they're garbage anyway because they were winning. To the yeah. Giants, and I would have gotten Barkley. Yeah, you know, without a question. But now they have a choice of four guys. The question is, who, is who do they want to go after? I, and you know, they go go, you know what? I'm going to throw out a sleeper pick that they could go after, and they could sign him relatively cheap and with a solid offensive line, which is what they have. He could actually be effective enough 
for them, which is what they need. They don't need Saquon-level talent. I think because I know he's getting cut in about eight days, or he's supposed to be, Ezekiel Elliott, because the Cowboys are very clearly uh, leaning towards Tony Pollard. Uh, you can get him on a cheap deal, which is what the, what the Bills are going to need, because they already have enough people they got to pay. So guys like Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, they're going to be expensive. Ezekiel Elliott is on the cheaper side. And what's the worst that happens? He sucks? Uh, okay, you well, have three other running backs that I'm not impressed by already. What's the difference? Well, the difference is is I don't think I've seen Ezekiel Elliott break the line of scrimmage in, in a year and a half. I mean, he just falls over. He's all the guaranteed money. He's made plenty of money, and he's and he's tired. Man, I haven't I haven't seen him literally run more than ten yards. You know, and he and he used to he used to be a beast, and he goes down with an arm tackle now. You know, it, it's, it's a tough thing for running backs. You start getting a little bit long in the tooth, and you've made some money. Yeah. You know, it, we've I've seen a lot of great running backs. Uh, that it's the same thing, you know, they're, they're in their eighth year, ninth year, and they're just beat, just beat up. Uh, and they yeah. just don't have it in them anymore. And I, I don't, man, I, yeah, I, so, I, I didn't agree with that one. I, yeah. me personally, say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up one, let alone, cause you're going to give up two first round picks with, for who? Uh, with the tag. If you're going to trade oh. for Barkley, you have to give up two first round picks yeah, and you're going to be paying him. So I wouldn't give up, one, let alone two, go back and look at, I think it's the last 10 Super Bowl winners. Look at the highest paid yeah. running back on the Super Bowl winning team. Leonard Fournette. Like two or three million. Is Leonard like Fournette, two and a half million was the highest paid running yeah. back, I believe, in the last 10 years. Two you and a half million. You saw the same thing I saw, John. You and I, so you and I both saw Are you really going to trade two first-rounders and pay $15 million for a running back? Round. It's almost the second round pick that you're talking it, it about. It doesn't matter, JB. Nobody go back and look at the last 10 winners. Nobody pays running backs and they win Super Bowls. The Super Bowl winners don't have to. You don't. Damian Williams was a Super Bowl winning running back. Cam Akers, like Leonard Fournette, LeGarrette Blunt. You can find value running backs on free agency without, mm, yeah. without overpaying. Why do you think I just suggested Because you're going to strap yourself cap-wise if you spend 10 to 50. Like, I was telling Mike Caratanuda this on the sports arena yesterday, and and he he's a Cowboys fan, so he had all the bias. Of I course. tried telling him, the to, like, tagging Tony Pollard is stupid. Nobody is fighting Dallas to go and pay Tony Pollard f- top five money. If you let him walk, nobody's paying him top five money, which is what they're going to do with the franchise tag. Nobody should be paid. I like Tony Pollard. Don't get me wrong. I like him. Yeah. I'm not paying him top five running back money. That's absolutely no, stupid. I wouldn't. When when Dallas is really good at finding running backs, kind of like the Steelers are with, with linebackers and receivers, Dallas is really good at finding value running backs in the draft. There's a lot of really, really good running backs in the draft this year. And, Second, you know, third, fourth round, you can find a lot of really good running backs. Dallas can do that this year. But now yeah. they're – right now, Dave – Dallas is, has $26 million tied to the running back room. Just as of mm. right now, before they cut Zeke, 16 mm. on Zeke and 10 on Pollard. Yeah. Do you really want to you. You tie $26 million to your running back room? Nope. I mean, you're going to cut Zeke, but if you I, cut I, Zeke, I know what you mean. you still owe dead cap. Of course. Yes. And then you're still going to pay Tony Pollard $10-plus million. Yeah, so, top five running. Know, it makes absolutely no sense what Dallas is doing. With it makes no sense. You know, let me let me throw out somebody else. Because I, 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 for whatever reason, didn't think to look at the free agent running backs. There's two guys that stand out to me that are currently free agents. That I think one of them is going to ironically be more expensive, and it's not who you would have thought probably. Jamal Williams and Kareem Hunt are both free agent running backs, and Jamal mm-hmm. Williams just had a very strong year. Mm-hmm. And Kareem Hunt is a versatile back. I think Jamal Williams would certainly be the more expensive option strictly because of his season he just had. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, you could probably get pretty cheap because right, of his season. Four and a half million, I would say. But, but so. I don't know why I didn't think of, of you know Kareem Hunt specifically because we talked about him being traded to the Bills. This is a conversation we have discussed at length and I think he would work well with Josh Allen in the fact that Josh Allen can use him as a running back, but also he can use him as checkdowns. Yeah, come out of the he's back. He's really good at that. Yeah. And yeah. that's where he's supposed well, to get out of so, trouble. Yeah, well, let's hope. You know, between him and, and, and Singletary is not a bad running back. He's just not 
He's, he's not, not your he's number not a, one guy. I, I, kind I, of that's, talent. Yeah, he's not going to help. He's a good, he's a good complimentary back. That's what he yeah. is. So in that system, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, I could see that. That to me could make sense. You're not going to be able to make Singletary workhorse, but you don't need to Kareem Hunt, you know, do workhorse either. I think that I hadn't thought about it before. I think that might be an option. They Hopefully just, they would explore. They have to. They have to fix their offense because Josh Allen is not the guy who should have the most yards rushing every year. Right. He should not be leading your team in rushing. He yeah. is what keeps your team in games. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you don't want him running out there with the chance well, of getting hurt. And, and the thing is, you know, in short yardage, you know that he's the only one they go to. Yeah. They, they, they can't trust a running back to get freaking yeah. two yards. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's not not a good position to be in. No. You, know, if you can't and, you trust know, one of your running backs to get you know, two or three yards when you need it. You're, you're trusting your your beast quarterback. But, man, that's not that's not a, a – It's it's not sustainable. That's how he yeah, gets no. – you know, that's how he gets worn down, and then a recipe for longevity. And then you're just you're you're in trouble. But and the other thing, I just want to comment on Josh Allen, which is why I think the running back is so important. He plays hero ball all the time. If you watch yep. him, he puts everything on his shoulders. And I get it; he's the quarterback, and I know that's part of the mentality, probably. But you got to get a guy that can take the workload off him a little bit. Give everything him has an to be option. a home run with him. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, JB, we've been talking about the running back being so important, but we haven't seen Josh Allen play like he did until this season where he really forced it downfield and was just always going for the big yardage yep. play. They now more than ever need that running back to say, hey, we're in a tight game. Give it to whoever because we can trust him to get a couple yards and, and wear down the defense because otherwise Josh Allen's going to have more trouble with that elbow and just – general injuries because he's running so often it's a big piece of the foundation that they need to figure out and yeah you know it's been year after year it's you know we're going to segment into the free agents that were signed and um combine the combine in just a second but that you know when you look when you look at buffalo with their situation i kind of look at the uh giants with what we did so the Giants oh. went out and signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, $160 million contract. And with that, you know. I don't know if they're done, but. Yeah, it's over. The John, Giants all, are cooked. John, all I'll say is at least our quarterback will be on the field for the we're, next few seasons. Dude, we're come not, on, yours, man, you know, yours might have to go to a retirement home because of his Jake, concussion issues. You, I guarantee you are praying as much as you can, like, please so, don't sign him to a long No, that's not here. And it came question. down it's and you were correct. probably hold on. throwing to a address, to, Hold on, time like, out. To address your comment, John, that is not what I was thinking. What I was thinking was, don't overpay. What did the they Giants do? They overpaid. That's <laughs> what I was hoping they wouldn't do. I didn't <laughs> mind signing him for four years, honestly. I could live with that because, JB, I think you made a comment in a, a group chat today saying, like, this to me signifies, and I, you know, I agree, you know, so I'm taking your point and saying totally agree with this, is that this signifies the Giants are looking long-term, not only with Daniel Jones, but Brian Dable and the way that things are set up right now. So I love that mentality of, look, this is not a one-and-done, but there are two concerns, and they, bo- and they lie with Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. Number one, I don't know if Daniel Jones can repeat what he did last season. We'll find out. And number two, I hate to bring it up, but Ben McAdoo in his first season as Giants head coach looked fantastic. Now, I'm not saying Brian Dable is the same, but I have those reservations that I worry that this could really backfire where we suck or we could be really good for the next four seasons and we could look like this was a genius move and there's no way of knowing yet. And I am – I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. That's all. That's all I'm doing. The way I look at it, though, $40 million for Daniel Jones – I know ten million is a lot, but you could have went ten million more and got Lamar Jackson. I it's don't night disagree. And, it's night and day. You know, it brings your offense to that much more explosiveness. Take a chance. I get the Giant franchise is very loyal. You know, it, it's the way that they've always done business. And I, Unfortunately, and I, I, I shouldn't expect anything different. But to a fault, we are that way. I wanted Lamar when, when the uh, Patriots made the trade with the Ravens. We were two picks away. The Giants would have had to have taken him. We never know what would have happened if Bill Belichick didn't mess us up there. But here was our chance to go out and get him. Yes, he's older. He's got something going on with the knee now. Yeah. But 
Is he better than Daniel Jones? Yes. Is a $10 million difference worth it? Without a doubt. When you're paying that much money? Yeah. Without a doubt in my mind, yes. But, you know, we're stuck with Daniel Jones. You know, I don't know what the long-term answer is because I don't see them winning a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones. And it really comes down to, are we winning a Super Bowl or what are we doing? That's all I care about. So, so yeah. I wanted to read this Dan Orlovsky quote because this summed it up. Like, I think what all of us that don't believe in Daniel yeah. Jones, <clears throat> he, he, and I'll, and I'll quote him. He says Daniel Jones is going to get forty plus million. Listen, I don't want to kill Daniel Jones. He earned his money last year. He played better. Seven months ago, Daniel Jones went into this season with fifty touchdowns and forty nine turnovers. Now we're talking about paying him three hundred thousand a month less than Patrick Mahomes. That's mind boggling to me. Like he's one hundred percent right. Basically, the the reason he's getting his money is because he didn't turn the football. Well, hold on. So to the Patrick Mahomes part of that comment, it's a little misleading. And the reason for that is Patrick Mahomes is making half a billion dollars, but it's over a pretty lengthy period of time. So that that length of time is why the AAV is a little bit lower than it might look. With that said, I don't disagree. I think this is ludicrous. I love the Giants. And that's JB. You asked me before the show, why am I wearing the hat? To finally answer your question, I'm doing it because I love this team no matter what they do to a fault. It is the same thing the Giants are. We're loyal. Whether it kills us is out of the out of the question here. But to a fault, I will always be loyal to this team and I love them. But I'm very disappointed. I think Daniel Jones should have been hovering around the $35 million a year. Maybe I think that's probably more appropriate, but I will say in this last part is the quarterback market is completely screwed up because guys like Dak are making 40 million a year. And Daniel Jones has, I think the same amount of playoff wins, if not, I think maybe maybe one less, they they have basically the same amount of playoff wins though. And Daniel Jones did it in, in one, you know, one, one run, if you will. So, him making this much money is unfortunately surprising, but not surprising for those but, you know, for that for that logical reason. But now you can see why these teams with the rookie deals for quarterbacks, where they draft a good quarterback, can go out and win a Super Bowl or go deep into the playoffs year after year until that deal ends. Because Patrick Mahomes is an you, example. He won his rookie well, contract, I believe, right? You know, look at what what Cincinnati's doing with Burrow and his rookie yep. contract. You know. Uh, the Chargers, great that they're not having as much success, but part of that's but, coaching. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, uh, coaching could be a little better. You know, so when you look at that, the difference, the league's got to figure out something with that because it doesn't make sense that you know you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers. As much as I dislike him, he is by far one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. Yep. You know, I'm not going to take away credit from his talent. He is what he is, but. The Packers are paying him all that money. They can't put a team around him. That, that's a huge problem. That's one thing I've always respected about Tom Brady, whether I liked him or not. Anybody that knows anything about his contracts, he always took less money on purpose so he could make sure that Bill and the rest of the team could say, go give me the guys I need to make this squad win. And I've, I've always respected and appreciated that. And I don't know that there will ever be a quarterback as humble and incredibly talented as Tom Brady in that regard. But why you... think about it. Do you, do you want to give up money so your team can win? That's a tough decision. I want to win hey, all day. But, but JD, it's what made him great. Uh, I'm not okay, disagree, so, wait, no, so look, Aaron Rodgers is probably a better quarterback, but he's sucking up so much money as no one can get the ball to. So he loses. Right. You know what? So, so Brady, right, in his brilliance, Gave up money and is what made him great because they were able to surround him with so much talent. And to answer that question very quickly, JB, yes. And there's one reason. Actually, two. A, at that point, I'm making millions of dollars. I think I'll be okay. And with how much winning I would do, you know, I'd make plenty anyway with endorsements and such. But B, more importantly, my legacy would be a lot better most likely because I'd be able to win more with better teams. I would rather be able to go down with – you know, four or five championships maybe versus Aaron Rodgers, who's got all this money. He's got one. That's it. I'm going to have to play devil's advocate for two reasons. One, it's not just Brady that loses money when he takes less money. His agent, his manager, whoever else is involved with it. Oh, boo-hoo. Really, (laughs) boo-hoo. I think his agent, his manager, are losing money. They get less money for representing the best player in the league. Yeah, really. I think they'll be okay. 
I didn't make you sleep on a bed of money Come every on, day. I, I think okay. the Drew Rosenhouses of the world, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll like, survive. I don't I don't think think yeah, I think all I'm going to say is it, it's very hard to just say, yeah, give up money until you're in that position. You know? Yeah. No, but how bad money. do you want to win? How bad do you want to win? Do you want to take a little bit less so that way you can surround I, I yourself with it. better talent so you have a better chance what, at winning? And what happens if it didn't work out the way it worked out and Tom Brady did it win? Dave, you're a former player. Would you would you be able to live with yourself if you were in that position? Oh my goodness, John! You know how much money I made playing in the NFL. I'm making more doing this for free. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I know I know a lot of players that are willing to restructure contracts for the better of the team. You know, so but it it just goes to I think it goes to the person. Uh, I, I just have to agree with Jake. You know, he, he was willing to do that to know that then the, the team would have cap to to be able to bring in the guys to make him win, to play longer, to get more money, to get more endorsements because he was the best that ever was. And so, you know, he's about to make more money in the in the you know on screen because yeah, of and the all the things he did. Yeah, he gave up money, but he's going to get it for the rest fine. of his life. And then there are guys that take a bunch of money, don't have the career get labeled as you know overpaid underachiever but 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 and then as great as they are they're tainted a little you know and and nobody wants to listen to them you know yeah you're a money grab because you know what you have either aaron Rodgers or tom brady who would you rather be if it were up to me i'd rather be tom brady 100 times out of 100 and as a competitor as a competitor dave the way i see it is like if i'm going to take a little bit less money and it gives me a better chance to win yeah. And I in my career and I don't win a Super Bowl having done that as a quarterback or whatever. I can live with that because as a competitor as a competitor I did everything I could to help my team win and ultimately you want to win. That's all you care about. You want to get paid, but you're a competitor. You want to win. I I'm a competitor in everything I do. I want to win no matter what. Like so yeah. you you, yeah, do you, every- you can say you can say you'll do anything it takes to win. Yeah, yeah, giving up money is a big thing. I was yeah, saying, giving up money and making the space. That's the biggest thing. Anybody can work out. But it's anybody not like can you're work a... out hours a day. Anybody could go to you know be the first one at the gym and the last one to leave. Anybody can do. But if you're if you're saying I'll do anything to win and you're giving up five million, ten million bucks to to do that, that's you know that's a winner. That's and that's what, a winner yeah. willing to do. Yeah, like that's you said, winning that mentality. Out. But you could take seventy million a year and not win too, and then you really didn't do anything other than take care of yourself. I wouldn't be able to live with myself as an athlete if if I held the team back like that. I, I wouldn't. Agree. I would want to do everything I can to win. That's just how I'm wired, though. Yeah. So real quick, we're going to we're gonna stop for a quick second, uh, talk about the combine. Yeah, we have about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see if, if uh, JT can pull the clip from Sam Laporte from uh, Iowa. So, you know, Iowa's got this great tradition where every game they wave to the children's hospital. Yep. And I had asked Sam about it, um, you know, trying to think of something different because these guys get asked the yeah, same that's questions. the same stuff. And, it, you know, it's got to be mind-boggling. So, you know, I love the tradition in Iowa. And I asked him, and he was actually almost in tears. He was so moved by his answer and by the, the uh, tradition. And I was, you know, so taken back by that, the fact that it actually meant that much to him. I actually have a lot of respect for him. He also had a great combine. He was the third quickest tight end in the 40. Um, had, did some did really well in a whole bunch of other uh, aspects of the testing. Um, you know, another big, big name out there that had a, a great combine, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Yeah. John, did you happen to notice what he did? I definitely noticed what he did. Well, whenever it came to running and jumping, everything except actually throwing the football, because when he did that at the combine, he was awful. But everything else, he was great. So at least he has all the uh, physical attributes. Right. He just doesn't know how to throw a football. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go to the clip real quick of Sam, and then after that, we'll wrap up. All right, JT. There you go. Thank you, sir. Sam, you second scored. <laughs> so, Sam, you go to well, going to Iowa. You guys have one of the coolest traditions with the Children's Hospital. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I, I don't know if I could really appreciate that until the first time I went into the hospital and met with a kid. Um, it's really special until you see that view from the hospital and understand 
I'll never be able to understand the position that those kids are in. Um, those guys are the true warriors, those little boys and girls up there. Um, and I think I've taken that for granted a little bit. You know, every every first quarter, we, we turn and wave. And um, I remember my first wave. I remember my last one. And, yeah, that, that's a really special moment in all of college football. And what are you most excited about? Yeah, JB, you know, we, yeah. we started off this this uh, show talking about a lot of negative stuff about athletes and dumb stuff and you know dumb things we're getting caught up in. And then uh, and then I'm, I'm glad we aired that because there's so yeah. many great things we do. As a matter of fact, uh, this year at uh, at the at the Super Bowl, uh, we do it every year. It's called Basket of Hope. You know, we uh, we pick a children's hospital and they they bring we we sat with a bunch of former athletes and we put together. Uh, 400 baskets of kids to, to deliver awesome. to the hospital and 400 totes to go to the families. And each of those That's gifts are worth about three to $500. And then what we did is because we couldn't go to the hospital, they had a remote robot that me, uh, Chris Draft, um, uh, Lonnie, um, oh gosh, his name's going to be, uh, but uh, we, we just, we did it manually. We, we, we did it down the aisle and into the, wow. into the awesome. child's room that had the basket right there. It had a monitor on her and we could see them and interact with them, you know? And so I get, when he was talking, I was getting the chills going, you know, Dude. we do so many great yeah. things and, and, and to be a part of something like that. I'm, I'm glad that we brought that to light. Yeah. Yeah. And, really and just, and just seeing the responses from people that know him on Twitter, because I posted all the clips on Twitter. Yeah, you know, it's, it's great. Viewed a bunch and all of his family and friends. Yeah. Nothing but great things to say about him. Sure. I'm rooting for the kid. I, I hope Me he too. Does well. That's that's the kind of guy you want on your team, and that's where I'll leave it. Hey, well, we can't we can't we can't uh, glaze over the combine without highlighting an offensive lineman that had a 37 inch vertical. Whew. 37 I, that's vertical. Fine. That's, that's a, pretty that's good. That's a record for an old lineman. That's pretty good. And, and, and guys, you can't take this the wrong way. White dude. Just saying. Hey, <laughs> hey gotcha. I'm just saying. You know, White it, 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 it was funny. All, all the offensive linemen were going, why did you have to go? He was like, I think he went first. Nobody wanted to go after him, you know? <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, that that's pretty. 37-inch uh, vertical when you're, that's, and I don't know what his weight was. That's pretty know. good. He's looking like 290, 300. You know, he's yeah, wow. a really overly big uh, guy. But, you know, we're, we're all big when, you know, you can't play O-line yeah. in the, no, in that's, the pretty, uh, that's pretty impressive. In college or NFL if you're not 290 or more. So, right. pretty amazing. Well, on that so, note. Hang on one second. Just one, one last thing. So, we're, we're talking about good things that athletes and former athletes do. Dave, tell us about your event real quick coming up. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, the First of Gold Project, my nonprofit. We're hosting a celebrity and veteran golf invitational at Coto de Casa, Orange County, California, raising money for local veteran support programs for veterans that just aren't getting the care that they need from the VA or other programs. Um, and, and we're also working and supporting MVP, Emerging Vets and Players, Jay Glazier and Nate Boyer. Nate's going to be one of my honorary hosts. Anthony Munoz, an honorary host. Uh, Hall of Famer, we've got uh, Hall of Famers playing, we got celebrities, and uh, it's going to be a great time. March 20th. March 20th. Yep. Dude, that's wow. amazing. Can't can't wait to hear all, hear more about it as it gets uh, oh, get yeah. closer. It's, it's I'm, crazy. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, we have people flying in from all over the country, we have veterans flying in from all over the country. We have uh, Purple Hearts. We have, it, it's just, it's just going to be a great, uh, a great day with our veterans, showing our appreciation, our gratitude, and, um, and then having you know having some fun playing some golf at a beautiful that's golf amazing, course. Man. Absolutely, <laughs> that's so cool. So the great thing is we have everything on the bottom. So we're going to wrap quickly because we're a little yep. over time. All our names right. are on here. You can look for us on all the social medias. Dave doesn't have an ad thing, but it's Dave DeRoche. Dave DeRoche here. You can find him. Come on, Just look him up. My name's right there. It's right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and more importantly. You can find Dave next Tuesday with more tacos and more tacos. We'll find out what they'll be next week. Don't tell oh, us. Oh, yeah, you guys, you guys aren't going to want nothing to know, do with these, but they're going to be. I'm going to love them. All right, <laughs> hey, they're your Just tacos, saying. man. You got to enjoy them. All right. On that note, everybody have a good one. We'll see you next week.
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.